You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Hard work is obviously uh, necessary, right? You, you have to work hard to reach your goals, but it's not the only ingredient. I think this notion of passion, which is what started this whole thing back in my entrepreneurship course, where it's like, don't just come up with an idea that you think can make money. Make sure that it's an idea that, that has merit, but that you're also extremely passionate about. So I think this notion of having fun while working hard, I think those are the two most important ingredients to actually make it without getting too stressed about stuff. And this this whole saying of this about the journey and not the destination is just absolutely true. If you're always like thinking about if I can go and get there or I can go and get there, you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're never going to be happy. And you're probably also going to deliver mediocre results, right? As a, uh, as a so, so I, I do think it's pretty simple, actually. Just like if I'm not having fun with it, then you know, then I, maybe I should be doing something else. And uh, and that hasn't happened yet. I, I have so much fun building sports tech, and assuming it's been my life to so be able to product test my own products here with uh, you know with with uh, colleagues here at Form and 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 be part of sort of developing something completely new while also staying healthy is really just a dream come true. That was Dan Eisenhardt. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I sync up with game-changing pioneer and innovator Dan Eisenhart, the founder of Form. The very cool smart swim goggles used by master swimmers, open water swimmers, and triathletes around the globe. Speaking of triathletes, exciting news. Our team at the Marnie on the Move podcast is heading to Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah with our partners UFOS and Inside Tracker. We are planning to have a pop-up recording studio in the UFOS Recovery Lounge and we'll be syncing up with pros age groupers, experts, and founders all week long. So feel free to pop by if you are going to be in St. George to tune in live or check in daily wherever you get your podcasts. More details to come. Now, back to my conversation with Dan. Today, Dan shares where the idea for Form began, the features that set it apart from any other goggles on the market, how his 14 years of competitive swimming played a big role in the development of the design, technology, and features in the form smart goggles. And, of course, we talk about the exercise and wellness currently fueling Dan for success. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to wherever you listen to your podcasts. Click on the Apple Podcast app. Click on the Money on the Move podcast. Scroll through the episodes to the bottom. Click on the five stars and click on leave a review. Tell us what you love. Also, Feel free to share this conversation or any conversation on your social channels and tell your friends to listen. 
Now, on to my convo with Dan. So, well, thanks, Dan, so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to meet you. I am loving the form goggles. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I've been spending a lot of time in the pool lately, and... You know, I, I tried the goggles the other day and they're just so cool. I was so excited to try them because I had kept seeing them in my Instagram advertising because <laughs> I'm a swimmer. I mean, I'm a triathlete, so I'm at the pool, you know, I'm swimming, I'm riding, I'm running. Um, where did the inspiration for form and these very cool smart goggles begin? Well, it started actually many years ago during an MBA program that I was doing uh, in Vancouver. Uh, it was back in, I think it was 2006, the fall of 2006. Um, and I had picked an entrepreneurship course. And one of the first tasks that we had was to get up in class and pitch an idea. And, and, and the professor said, make sure you come up with an idea that you're passionate about. And uh, so, and even on the day where we had to do the pitch, I hadn't actually come up with an idea, but I had lunch overlooking the aquatic complex there Back then, that's been taken down today, but there was an outdoor pool right in the center of campus. And uh, since I've been a swimmer my whole life, I thought, okay, what about swimming? And five minutes later, I basically had come up with this pitch for um, solving a pain point that I think everybody who swims has, at least until we came out with these goggles, which is you don't have access to any information while you're swimming. You have to wait until you're actually resting. Then you have to do mental math. Yeah. I mean, you totally zone out when you're swimming and then you forget how far you swam and how many laps you've done. At least I do. That's also the beauty. But isn't that also the beauty of swimming is yes. this sense feeling like you're in the water and we don't want you to ever not have that. I think that's an important part of swimming, but it's nice to know that whenever you feel like resurfacing mentally, you can just see those metrics right there and know how far you've gone, how many laps and what your splits are and all that stuff that you're used to getting in running and cycling, yeah. uh, but just have lived with not having in swimming until now. Yeah, it's the the goggles are seriously awesome. I tried them in the pool the other day. That's what I liked about it. One of the things that, you know, I I definitely zone out when I'm swimming, but it's also when I'm training for races, I need to know how far I swam. And you know, I'm always kind of like looking at my watch, looking at the wall, looking at the time, and I found that with the form goggles, it was great cuz I could see you know, how far I had swam and didn't have to stop because, you know, I was only at 400 when I needed to be at 500, but I forgot how many laps I did or, you know, things <laughs> like that, little details that matter to me. But I also really like, um, I also really like the concept and the idea of being able to see everything that you're doing while you're swimming. When did you launch the goggles? Verse, when did the idea begin? <laughs> So I guess, well, I guess the early idea was back yeah. then um, doing my MBA in 2006 and sort of a tangent happened for a number of years because we ended up forming a team and creating another company also using heads-up displays, but for skiing. And and so we took that out of the school project and launched it and developed a number of, of products over five or six years and then sold it to Intel in 2015. So I've been through this, I guess, category and this market for a while, just in a different application. Um, and then came back to swimming after we sold uh, to Intel. So, um, so that was the original idea. And then, you know, soon after, I think the day after we sold the last company point to Intel, I was thinking up, uh, you know, like different concepts for the swimming solution because I just needed to get it out of my system. Yeah. And uh, so that that was really the when the idea started to become concrete. We incorporated the company in September 2016, and then launched the first product, uh, which is still in market, in August 19. 
Got it. And how did you get into swimming? Because obviously you're a swimmer and that's kind of where this idea came from. Yeah, I've always, uh, I mean, I come from a family of swimmers. My granddad was a swimmer um, and never took lessons, but he signed up for a competition uh, for a river crossing in my hometown in Denmark. And he was like 16. It was back in the 20s and he won it. And uh, then he started swimming. And it was a different, you know, they didn't have heated indoor pools back then. I mean, they were swimming like they could only do practices for like 15 minutes at a time because it was so cold. Uh, but then his three sons, one of them, my, my dad, uh, swam as well and, and swam in a local swimming club and swam competitively. And, and then me and my brother, we started swimming, too, from a very early age. So swimming has always been a topic of discussion yeah. around the dinner table. And my brother started triathlon back in the early days in the 80s. And was so one of the only people in my hometown into triathlon as well. So I've also always had sort of triathlon uh, close to my life in terms through my brother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. What do you love about it? Honestly, I love the feeling, uh, well, how swimming makes me feel. Yeah. I think is is probably the best way to describe it. And it's not the same. Let's say you do an hour workout, running an hour workout, cycling, and an hour's workout swimming, and you sort of scored afterwards how you felt. And of course, you can be super tired and depending on the workout you do, but sort of like that feeling of joy mm-hmm. after swimming, I don't get in the same way from running and cycling. And I love running and cycling too. I'm also a triathlete. So yeah. it's just that, that I think is the biggest thing. And this immersing, I, I use earplugs too. So I just immerse myself. It's the most de-stressing activity yeah, that I you agree. can do even when your heart rate is high. Like it's it's kind of a weird feeling. There's there's well, no parallel. There's no way you can stay there's no way you can connect with anybody but yourself when you're swimming, right? Like when I go for yeah. a run, I have my phone, I'm wearing my watch, like I get pop-ups, you know, I kind of stop. When I'm on my bike, like I'll pull over, check my phone. I'm I mean, I do that, but when I'm in the pool, I'm not checking my phone. I'm not I'm just oh. swimming. And that I think that and even open water, like you just you're, you just don't have access to the outside world. So it's a very zen feeling. It's meditation. When people come and tell me, man, I just discovered meditation. And then they tell me what it is and how it feels. I'm like, well, that's swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> swimming. And I know exactly how it feels. It feels amazing. Yeah. It's great. So let's talk about the the goggles because they're so cool. What are some of the key features of the form smart swim goggles maybe like walk me through the product i mean when we when we set out to 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 develop these goggles we had to solve the fundamental problem of inf of access to information in real time and and then you have to ask what information is relevant in real time Uh, and of course if you look at other endurance boards you're looking at time is extremely important Mm -hmm. you need to know your splits you need to know your your laps or your distance and you know how your speed so in this case pace per hundred usually and you'd like to lo- know your heart rate some people want to know their calories but just those basic activity metrics that you're used to getting and uh, you know you can't get out unless you have a real time a, a head mount display so um that's what we put into the core product first mm-hmm. but we designed the product so that we can put more types of information in there Right. And that was always, I guess, the, the ultimate goal of the goggles was not, was not to j- just be another activity tracker. Mm-hmm. We're always talking about this activity leading concept that a really good device or a good solution is leading you through something and giving you step-by-step instructions and telling you how you can improve and be better. Right. And then the context of the activity metrics are important and they're table stakes because they measure your progress. But we started there. 
uh, with those things. And then uh, uh, we built on top of that, that activity tracking piece in real time, we built uh, a, a workouts, which right. is what we launched um, last year in, in August. So you can now get step-by-step workout instructions. You download the app the, from our app, mm-hmm. the workout that like that, that suits your skill level and how, how you feel on the day. And then in the goggles, it just appears and tells you what to do. Now, do you envision a time where you will be able to program your own workouts into the goggles? No, I, we get this question a lot. And I, I, I can't really speak to the product roadmap in the future. What I can yeah. say is that we are listening to our customers and this is one of the top requests. Okay. And it comes from especially triathletes and I understand why. And also from coaches. Yes. A lot of tri coaches that have a lot of athletes, they would love to have a tool, much like they have a smart trainer and power meter available to them. They dictate that to all their athletes. You have to have this, otherwise we can't talk, right? And and there's not isn't that in swimming. So so for sure we're listening to the market and uh, we'll have to wait and see. Well, I mean, the easy way to work around that is just for coaches and athletes to just incorporate your workouts into their training plan. And that's what I did at least, you know, and I mean, it was very easy to do. I mean, the workouts are very similar. Like if I have to do certain kind of sets, like I could just find that workout in your library on the form app and then I can plug it into the goggles. Yeah. And that's what we're, what's happening today with a lot of coaches are actually, because we tell them, why don't you just go and have a look? We've got 600 workouts. There's new workouts (laughs) added all the time and they're created by elite coaches yeah uh, so it's not like something that we're just i'm just coming up with they're really highly curated uh premium workouts so you um, have 600 workouts i think probably more than that now i mean we keep adding more and more so it's just uh it there's something for everyone whether you want just a thousand yards or you want four thousand yards plus yeah there's something for everyone and, and whether you want to do sprint or or endurance and whether you have equipment or not so all of that stuff is available Awesome. That's good to know. They also fit really well. And I mean, this is probably the most important starting point because if we didn't solve that problem, it didn't matter how cool our technology was, right? And and I would say, like, I've been swimming with the Swedish goggles, sort of the bare minimum uh, form factor of goggles my whole life in my competitive swimming as well. And just for me to imagine changing to another goggle brand, let alone a goggle with, with heads up display in it, was like unimaginable for me. I mean, it's a big barrier just to change uh, to a new pair of goggles. Yeah. So, um, so we understood that. So we spent a lot of cycles in the first two years, even before we launched uh, 3D printing and testing face fits. And there's always this engineering you know, matrix of constraints where, you know, if you make it too nice and too comfortable, it gets too big and then it's not streamlined enough. It doesn't look good enough. And so you have to then pair it back. And, and then it comes down to material selection. You know, how much do you spend on the silicon eye seals? You know, you can get them for 10 cents or three bucks. Right. You can get the different types of, coatings and so we went and the premium end on everything because these are goggles that are built to last and that that i think has meant that has meant that you know we've shipped over fifty thousand goggles now and we have a really good generic fit it seems whether you've got a narrow there's they're not going to fit everyone and some people need two three four workouts before they actually get the right strap tension or the right nose bridge that we of course include and then then usually, I mean, then 99% of the time, they will find the fit that is comfortable for them. And often the fit was maybe okay, but it was just getting used to a different pair of goggles. Just like if you go from TYR to Axfosphere yeah. or to the Swedish goggles, you, it's going to take time for you to get used to those goggles. 
and um, and so so that we we have the, the the same thing as 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 the same constraints there as if you are any other goggle brand. All right, hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker. As you know, I like to be on the inside track when it comes to my health. I am a huge advocate of preventative healthcare, food is medicine, and optimizing my nutrition whenever I can. Which is why Inside Tracker is my go-to when it comes to personalized nutrition based upon blood biomarker analysis and DNA. Inside Tracker is the ultra-personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move or use our code cheers Marnie. Now back to my conversation with Dan. What should someone know about fitting their face for goggles? Like, how do you do it? You know what? I think you know, for us designing them, of course, you went through endless cycles of looking at different face fits for different people. And it's a, it, it's a really long process. And thank God for 3D printers and, we, and modern technology there. Otherwise, it would have taken much longer. But I think for somebody just getting our goggles uh, in the mail, uh, it's really paying attention to the nose bridge. Because often it's either leaking on the inside near the stem of the nose, near the uh, base of the nose, or, or out uh, on the uh, on the temple side. And so you have to know which side they're actually leaking. And then that will tell you whether you've got too too small, short a nose bridge, or whether you have to switch in, uh, swap in a larger one. We also have arched nose bridges. So uh, if you have a little bit of a bigger nose, or depending on your nose, but sometimes it's not even a bigger nose, it's just uh, the recess of your eyes compared to your nose, then you will need need an, oat, an arched uh, nose bridge. So it just, that that's kind of, that is only something that you as a user can actually manage. Yeah. And we can't really do much there other than kind of guide you through how you have to kind of bring those nose bridges with you to the on your first swim and yeah. even your second swim just to try them out but once you find the fit you're not like in doubt it just it just works that's good I actually tried to fit them not at the pool but somehow they fit but I feel like I should explore and change the and just see if there's a better if there's a different fit but they fit me so I don't know yeah. I mean I guessed. I'm like the yeah, small. Yeah, don't mess with it. If it works, tell me. Yeah, I know. I'm always so scared to change the nose bridge because I'm scared I'm going to like break the goggles. I've not, knock on wood, like I haven't broken any goggles yet, yeah. but I just feel like I could like, sometimes I feel like I'm going to crush them with my hands. And then it says, do not touch the lenses. And so I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's the funny thing is they're so durable that you shouldn't worry about it when you change the nose bridge out. But I know the feeling the first time I did it, I was like, oh, and then the engineers here working on it just said, hey, this, these, this is not a problem. You can just rip them out. And uh, and it works. So the only thing is just, yeah, because of the way our um, we've designed the goggles with the anti-fog and everything and, and the optics, like we just say, if, like, if you want to wash them out, fine, just don't put thumbs inside. Uh, the lenses will last way longer if you just, you know, rinse them out with water and don't touch it. And so that's that's really the only maintenance. That's amazing. I mean, I love them. So I'm wearing them. And I love the open water feature, although I haven't been in open water yet using them, but I tested it in the pool and it was able to measure my distance. Yeah. So that's kind of like if people did want to just do their own swim, right? Like they could just see what they're doing that way. That's a game changer too. 
And it's one of those things that a lot of triathletes, they buy them and try them in the pool. And then they're like, oh, I should try and connect them to my Garmin. <laughs> and um, yeah. and then, they, then they email me and go, holy, this is like a completely different level because now suddenly you can do structured workouts out in, uh, in open water and you don't feel so alone. Yeah. Now you have that familiar display you can look at and it'll tell you all the things you need, you know, your pace and your distance and your stroke rate and your heart rate, because we can take the heart rate from the wrist from your Garmin watch there. So it's um, it's really, uh, I, I think, uh, an eye opener, uh, yes. no pun intended, for yeah. a lot of triathletes that, that. Tried yeah. when they tried to <laughs> I think triathletes are like very explorative when it comes to tech and new products and mm. other endurance sports athletes are less, but triathletes are always like, Ooh, I want the newest gear. I want the greatest tech. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a free feature, right? So you already have the watch cause yeah. you're running Yeah. and all you have to do is just connect it to the, the goggles and then you see that information in the goggles. So it's easy to understand the concept. Yeah. Most people probably have wished for that for a long time and now, you know, you can actually do it. So yeah, let's talk about like all the different apps that you connect with that that form connects with. Are there a lot of apps? You mentioned Garmin. Do you all you also connect yeah. with Polar, right? You send something in the Yep, Polar for heart rate. Yeah. And um so we connect with the OH one, I think it's still called, but it's a little sensor that you put on the temples. Okay. Um it's tiny and we have this little cradle that comes with the, all the goggles and you just snap it in there and then then uh, then you get basically wireless bluetooth uh, throughout the swim but uh, yeah so garmin number of watches from garmin uh, apple watches as okay. well we have, have an app there uh, and then on the api front front you know you can connect to strava and to training peaks okay and today's plan and final surge and of course apple health so there's a bunch of options there for, for connectivity. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. And if you have a swim spa, I forgot, if you have a swim spa at home, yeah. and a lot of people started doing that during the pandemic, then we also connect with, I think it's one of the world's leading uh, producers of swim spas, which is Jacuzzi. And so, so I think it's nine different models of Jacuzzi swim spas that we connect with. So you can have that at-home experience as well with the goggles. Oh, that's cool. I didn't. I mean, I probably would have done that if I had a big enough apartment during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, New we York already have like a. Well. We just got we got a Peloton treadmill. We have all the Wahoo trainers, and our bikes mm -hmm. are indoors. And so, yeah, I mean, the only thing the missing is the pool. But we walk over to the pool. It's fine, and you can't swim yeah. in the Hudson. It's too cold. It's gross. I but, love the pool. Yeah, I, but for me, it's hard to substitute the pool. I just, um, you know, I love that feeling of, of being in a, I guess it's the regimented pool of knowing that, you know, it's 50 meters or 25 yards and it just, um, yeah. No, I mean, I was going to ask us. you, so you're a swimmer and you mentioned you're also a triathlete. So are you both, are you doing, like, what are you doing now, like to stay healthy and fit during this time? Yes, I can say I was a competitive swimmer uh, and um, I grew up uh, competing uh, middle and long distance freestyle. And um, swam a year in the U.S. as well, uh, and um, and then because I did engineering degree, just got too busy. I, I ended up just just swimming a couple times a week through my twenties and thirties on masters teams and just you know on my own, um, and then got into triathlon a little bit and did uh, my first uh, Ironman. And when was this in 2019? Okay. Was able to compete in Kona with the Challenge Athlete Foundation. Oh, cool. So that was a legendary Bob Babbitt there who uh, put up a spot and and and, uh, and that was that was amazing. 
to uh, be able to do that. It was a, it was a very hard course, but it was like one of the best experiences in my life. It was it was really it was really amazing. And that was 2019. That was 19. Yeah. That was pre-pandemic, so that was like the last time yeah. the big yeah. Kona. And then, what have you been doing during the pandemic? Have you been doing any races or training? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I had signed up for a number of races because I got kind of smitten and I wanted to continue triathlon. And uh, and so I had signed up for Taiwan triathlon in 2020. That got canceled. Then I signed up for Texas. Um, I think it was Woodlands. That got canceled. And then the year after, I had the credits and signed up for both and they both got canceled. <laughs> so I had been training for two years. And I just like at the end, I'm just like so tired of training. So I just took the whole summer off uh, last year. And, um, and not, well, what off means, you know, I was still, I still work out every so day, but it still was, worked out still 10 hours a week, just not 20. <laughs> it took off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's more like for fun. Everything is just for fun and not yeah. so much following a plan. And, um, so I, and that's how I stay fit. And I, I really enjoy running and cycling and swimming. So it's not something that's, it's not a chore for me. It's like part of just my daily routine. Yeah. Um, so I feel I the it. same way. I mean, I didn't really train. I wasn't really training for anything like during the pandemic. I was just trying to keep things moving, you know, and I actually got really into cycling, which was awesome because mm. it was really the only thing I could do because after I, I can't only yeah. run so much like I love running, too. But yeah. like I get like I'm a triathlete, so I need to do multiple sports. It can't be the same sport every day. And the pools were closed. So, you know, it was like yeah. cycling. And then I just got really into cycling. I did my first century was you on Swift? You did that, or I did it outside. I I did the um, Century. It was a New York City local ride. It was with like Empire New York City Cycling Club, and they go mm -hmm. up over the just locally, like up over the GW to near Bear Mountain, and then back to the city. So I did that, and mm -hmm. that was a, that was like September twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, and then this year I went, yeah. I signed up for. I signed up for so much stuff. It's like not funny because I, I feel like I, <laughs> I signed up for everything. I feel a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm like doing a couple half marathons and then I'm going to, I'm going to do the 70.3 Virginia Blue Ridge. Cause that's like all East coast near me. I'm doing muscle man again, even though I hated the swim, I almost like got knocked out by big choppy <laughs> waves that I didn't know existed in a lake. And I'll yeah. probably do Timberman. Wow. Yeah. Busy, busy schedule. Yeah. But I think you're not alone. People are catching up on like after the pandemic. It's hard to get into any races. Yeah, I know. I signed up, up really early. I just signed up like a crazy person because I was so excited to be able to just get back out there and do the races. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. What are some big lessons? I mean, as an athlete that you've learned from your athleticism that you took into building and launching your business? Yeah, I mean, it's always about hard work is obviously uh, necessary, right? Mm -hmm. you, you have to work hard to reach your goals, but it's not the only ingredient. I think this notion of passion, which is what started this whole thing back in my entrepreneurship course, where it's like, don't just come up with an idea that you think can make money. Make sure that it's an idea that, that has merit, but that you're also extremely passionate about. So I yeah. think this notion of, Having fun while working hard, I think those are the two most important ingredients yeah. to actually make it without getting too stressed about stuff. And this this whole saying of this about the journey and not the yeah. destination is just absolutely true. If you're always like thinking about, if I can go and get there or I can go and get there, you're not enjoying what you're doing, you're never going to be happy. Yeah. And you're probably also going to deliver mediocre results, right? 
as a, uh, as a so so I, I do think it's pretty simple actually just like if i'm not having fun with it then you know then i maybe i should be doing something else and uh, and that hasn't happened yet I, I have so much fun building sports tech and assuming it's been my life to so be able to product test my own products here with uh you know with with uh, colleagues here at form and 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 be part of sort of developing something completely new while also staying healthy is really just a dream come true that's awesome and what about from business is there anything you learned i mean you have an mba you went developed a couple of companies i mean this isn't your first company were there any big lessons that you've learned along the way besides the hard work have passion have fun i mean i always say that if you really want to do something and make a change make sure that whatever you're solving whatever solution you have to a problem is a 10x over alternatives yeah because by the time you're done with developing something and launching something you know the world moves on yeah. and a lot of entrepreneurs come up with a great idea they think they're the only ones that have come up with it they're not uh and then they get started and it takes time to get capital and they get people in and then lo and behold there's a hundred other people and then suddenly you're just one of many right so yeah really make sure like uh, uh, that you've got something that can be a 10x and there's some um and you've got an advantage and a strength that you can play on that would i think be the number one thing and then after that focus is is one of our corporate values as well is this there's so many shiny objects out there and there's so many great ideas but you only you have such limited resources. And often as an entrepreneur, you're thinking about all these new ideas and it's what makes you an entrepreneur, but it's also the biggest problem for most entrepreneurs because they end up spreading themselves too thin and they had a good idea and everything worked and then suddenly execution doesn't really happen the way you had envisioned it. Yeah. And, and, and so I would say really, and try and play that off with people that are actually um, maybe impartial to what you're doing and and then see if, you know, get some feedback on like, kind of what you're trying to, to do. Often it's just there's too much that you're trying to do at the same time. Just do make that one thing work really well. And then if that works well and you're solving a problem for some users, then, you know, you can keep going. Just keep building on it and iterating. That's great advice. I definitely understand the entrepreneur having lots of ideas and it's challenging because you have to, I always say, and I actually have like a book next to my desk that I just write them down, let them go. <laughs> Focus yeah. is so yeah. important. It's, it's so important. It's, it's great that you write them down actually. And, and I think sometimes you'll write them down and then maybe a couple of years later, it just fits perfectly into where you're at. And you're just like, oh man, this is serendipity, you know, but if you hadn't really thought about that, maybe you wouldn't recognize that later on. So I really think it's important to keep dreaming and you just need, to, it's just about self-discipline and then surround yourself with people that are really, you know, complimentary to you um, is so key. I mean, that's key for any team and anything in life, but uh, I would definitely, uh, that, that's also advice that I would, I would give for, uh, for some entrepreneurs out there that want to venture into, into this type of space. That's great advice. Last question. Do you have like a favorite swim workout, swim session that's your go-to? Yeah. So I, I used to just, this is kind of funny because, you know, I, I come from a coached background where I'm part of a team and I just show up and, you know, it's two workouts a day and it's just like, oh my God, we have to do, you know, eight by 1500 meter, you know, threshold stuff. And you're just like, you know, already in pain. But um, so, and then now that I'm not on a team, I haven't been for a long time. 
I would just have like three or four workouts. So we might go to workouts. So I'd have my endurance workout where I swim a lot of like 10 by 200s, maybe every other with the pool boy and paddles. And then sort of warm up, warm down, some drills, a little bit of kicking. And then I'd have a sprint, you know, workout where I'd do lots of 50s, short rests, like five by five times the short rest, five seconds between each 50 and then a minute after each five fifties. And then you'd have, you know, uh, you'd have your your sort of tempo workout, right? Where you sort of be in between the two. You do some hundreds, like ten by hundred, is the standard, um, and you know, trying to keep like a like a good solid you know, pace. That uh, but but still, fifteen to twenty second rests in between. But now I don't need to even do that because <laughs> now I have six hundred workouts, and, I, and all I do is I just scroll through the app and I look at oh, there's a new workout that's just come out this week, and and I'm like oh, this looks interesting, and there's uh, usually always three versions of it, like a short, yeah. medium, and long. So how I feel, I usually take a long, the long version and, and that's now how I do it. So I swim like so many different workouts all the time. And, and it's so nice. I had all my swims on index cards and I used to, I color coded them like old school and I used to just take them to the gym and I would be in the locker room and I would just pick one because I wasn't training (laughs) for anything. I was just like having fun. And I still kind of do that yeah. because I can, I know, you know, it's, it's like, I know how, what I'm supposed to be swimming and then I can like riff on that. And my dog recently ate all of the index cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign. That's because you've got the form goggles now. So you don't need. The... Cause I got the form goggles. So I'm going to do that. That's a great yeah. idea. I'm just going to just pick a swim. That's awesome. Yeah. Where can people get the goggles and do the workouts come with the goggles? Like, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So you can go to formswim.com and we ship globally. So I don't know about your audience, but it doesn't really matter where you are. We'll, yeah, we'll ship to, we'll ship to you. And um, you can also go on Amazon uh, if that's your preference. And we are a subscription company uh, as well. And, and, and now with the content piece of our business with workouts, um, that, that's something that you can choose uh, a membership and then get this uh, this service that we're providing and, and refreshing every single week. That's great. That's awesome. I think people are really used to doing that. I mean, you know, with like Zwift and Training Peaks and everything yeah. else. So that makes total sense. That's great. It's good to know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been received well. So that's good. This has been so great. Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me, Marnie. It was a great, great chat. <laughs> thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.